welcome to Still Buffering, a cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. <laughs> and I'm Taylor Smurl. Sid? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm here. Did you forget what comes after five? No, I know what comes You're after five. doctor. I was having trouble functioning. For those early. listening at home, we do a count in to make sure we're all in sync and we alternate and we count to six. And it's like a one, then two, then three kind of situation, like how you do when you count to six. And mm-hmm. Sydney got to six and <laughs> she wasn't there. <laughs> I don't know. I just spaced out. I was. Do you know the thought I was having? Gosh, this is. I am not. Okay. I'm not Let's a morning person. It. I don't like mornings, I don't function well in the morning. Same. Um, Same. I I would rather sleep in and stay up late than get up early and go to bed early. That's just how I'm. I've been that way my entire life. <laughs> I I do get up early. I do it, and I drink a lot of coffee and force myself to function. So it's not like I'm incapable, but like it takes a lot of effort. So at that exact moment, in my very sleepy morning brain, as we were counting, I thought. Did the glo- did the Golden Globes happen? They did. I think I missed them. They did happen. They, they last happened. Week. I saw there were some really beautiful speeches yeah. at the Golden Globes. See, I didn't see any. Here is what. Here is the only reason I I had this thought. I saw Jennifer Coolidge at the Golden Globes, so mm-hmm. the Golden Globes <laughs> must have happened because that's I what saw- happened between five and six for you. Yes. <laughs> Jennifer Coolidge okay. at the Golden Globes. Yeah, I, I had the thought like you should have said Globes that happen? instead of six. And then yeah. I thought, well, I saw Jennifer Coolidge at the Golden Globes. Well, so they must have happened. But why didn't I see the Golden Globes? Why didn't I watch? The- we used to watch shows like that. Like I used to like to watch to see like I don't know. I used to watch movies, so I'd be like, what movies one? And also just like to see all the celebrities and what are they going to say and who's going to make a big speech and who's going to do something funny and like who's going to punch. Chris Rock. <laughs> I like to see what they're wearing. I like to see the suits and the dresses. And I mean, you know, I, fashion's not my thing. But I like to look at them and go, oh, that's lovely. Oh, that's pretty. I mean, I, I like that, I, you know. I don't have any interest in watching Hollywood pat itself on the back. But this this particular award season, I'm paying attention because I just want to see everything everywhere all at once win everything. I need mm. to see that. And so far, so good. Mm. But that is, I have one, <laughs> I am rooting for one thing this award season. It is that movie and that cast. And so far, they've, I, I mean, I think that, that they, they swept yeah. Did the they? Golden Globes. So I just want to see them win. I, I don't care about the Oscars other than, I felt the same way about Parasite. Like, I've got one interest yeah. in this. I got, I got one, one card in this. I just want to make sure mm-hmm. that it wins. I'm good. So that's the only reason I know they happened, because yeah. I made sure that that one. I feel like all the award shows used to happen on a Sunday night and it was yeah. like mm-hmm. the thing. This one was on a Tuesday. So maybe that's why you missed it. They had it last mm. Tuesday. That, you know, I don't know that, why. That does feel right to me cuz I feel like it was something that I mean like I don't know again. I I agree with you Tay. I have no I'm not really concerned with who wins awards in the sense that like I get that's just it's it's a bunch of very <laughs> Very, very famous rich people saying like, oh, you're the best famous rich person. Like, I get that. And and so like, I don't have, I'm not like invested, but I used to watch them because it was kind of a fun thing to like get it, have sure. like a little get together, sometimes do those little things where you fill out your card and see who can guess the most winners. Mm-hmm. And like, 
And then I would sit there and look and like, I don't even know what these categories mean. I didn't know that the, I guess I, I guess it makes sense. These are things that people do in movies, but it, I didn't know that those were things people didn't move, you know, like, I don't know. But, mm-hmm. but at some point we still, maybe it is because they moved it to weeknights. Yeah. I don't know why it was on a Tuesday. I don't know. I've got, we've got to do homework. We got lunches to pack. We've got kids to get ready for bed. I, that's a rough, well, which I guess we did on Sunday. We just maybe didn't care. I don't know. Well, if nothing else, you just need to watch Jennifer Coolidge's little speech about why she didn't want to present anything at the Golden I, Globes. I saw that. That was it's that was what so clued me in. Like there must have been a Golden Globes because I watched that Jennifer Coolidge TikTok. Yeah, I love I love that. I just feel like she's always in character, and it's just her character is herself. She's that's fine. She's great at that. Yeah, yeah she's fantastic. That's what I mean, it's great. Yeah. No, if I, you've got any kind of brand that is, I'm really good at being myself. You won. Yeah, that's not hard. I uh, I I love Jennifer Coolidge. I I that I saw that, <coughs> and then I saw her acceptance speech, which made me laugh. And then mm-hmm. I saw her. Um, uh, they were interviewing her, I think, afterwards, and they were like, "What? What kind of like? What's your dream role? What would you want to do next? What you know? What what it? Whatever." And she was like, "I've always wanted to play a dolphin," <laughs> <laughs> and they were like. Like flipper, <laughs> like a dolphin. Someone let her play a dolphin. <laughs> I know. I've always wanted to play a dolphin. Like, you want to be a dolphin? <laughs> Who says that? It was hilarious. Heidi Klum was a worm for her for her Halloween party. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw the I saw the still photo of when Jennifer Coolidge was walking up to the stage and Colin Farrell, like knocked a dude out of the way so that he could be the one to like take her hand and walk her up on stage <laughs> and she has oh, a look on her I, face like ooh, <laughs> ooh. <laughs> there, there were multiple excellent speeches given by uh winners from everything everywhere that you should check out because they're they're great and they also are very much calling out hollywood for mm. their consistent racism and they were powerful i'm they used their time in in a very beautiful way uh, I will, and they're all winners. So. I will check that out. I, I very much enjoyed that movie, so I do believe it. It should win. And well, I, I knew that. <laughs> I recommend to watch and to watch the speeches. Oh yeah, absolutely. Which one? Abbott Elementary. Oh okay. Yeah. Quint I was about Brunson, to say, like, I, writes it and creates all of it and stars in it, and she's just so funny and such a good writer. I, I didn't know. I, that's the. I think that's the other reason I stopped watching a lot of award shows. I would have to make an effort to try to watch all the movies and things that are nominated typically because I just don't see movies as much, you know? So like, I don't, I don't really want to, Justin used to try to put in that effort. Like, Oh, we've got to watch all these movies before the Oscars. It's like, uh, I don't really want to see any of those movies. I don't know. Some of them are very good. I've seen that one and I enjoyed that one. I find that in recent years, usually I've seen the animated movies that are nominated for awards, mm-hmm. yeah. but not any of the, any of the other ones. <laughs> Anytime yeah. there's an Avatar up for awards, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to watch that. I refuse. I will never watch a single Avatar that's not The Last Airbender. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. Which Avatar are you refusing? No, no, I no. I love The Last Air- Airbender. Airbender, great. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll watch every iteration of that. The one where the people are blue? No. I don't. I, don't, I won't do it can't make me i don't know why i just won't i taylor this is one of the things like 
that sometimes I feel like but I love when people are blue. I just not that one. Uh, it, it really I have said this many times. It is the the whole avatar thing, and by the avatar I mean the the Navi, the blue people, not the Airbender. <laughs> I every time. I think about like I we've been to Disney World and there's that whole section of Animal Kingdom that is supposed to be like their planet and to devote that much like there's a a world and a ride and there's merchandise and there's this whole other thing and the whole thing makes me think like people must have really freaking loved that movie right like there must be like this intense giant fandom for that if if all that exists around it like that's what that sort of makes me think and it makes me feel like i just landed on this planet and i don't understand because like why why i don't i don't put on my tin hat often but sometimes i feel like oh this is we're part of a simulation and then this simulation avatar means something and i i miss that download because it means nothing to me <laughs> do you think I, they're I, gaslighting us into thinking that it's popular I, like, i've like, wondered is it that. that like there's just enough money behind it they're yeah. like people have to believe in this in this movie that it matters i'm like i can't you couldn't you couldn't drag me to 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 the theater it's and like make me watch that movie long. <laughs> i no. will not watch it no. and i watched the first one and i went okay oh i, I okay and that was it. I mean, like, I have no reaction to that. Like, I didn't, pre- I don't, I can't do 3D. It makes me nauseous. So there's that. But like, I don't, I watched the first movie and I went, why do people like this? Like, unobtainium, come on. Like, I, I don't know. I, I just, did, it didn't do anything for me. And then it was huge and everyone loved it. And I, I mean, I guess, or maybe they didn't, maybe they didn't. I don't know, but there's a world at Disney World about it. <laughs> I want to meet the people. No, I don't. I, don't. I was saying I want to meet the people that love it. No, I, they'll come out. They'll come out in comments and tell me they loved it. That's good. Love the things you love. That is totally yeah, fine. Yeah, I don't care. I'm not. I just, I just didn't. I, I can't. I don't understand it. I also just IRL have never met more than like maybe two people that genuinely like love Avatar them. Yes. So yeah, that's I, where my that's my question is like, where are all these people? If every time I've talked about it with a person I've met. It's been like, oh, either, yeah, I saw it and it was okay. Or like, oh, no, I haven't seen it. That, like, that, I have not met any of these blue guy fanatics. We listened to this podcast, uh, Justin and I, and they were talking about the fact that um, Yanni, you know, mm-hmm. the singer Yanni, mm-hmm. okay, was not a huge star until Yanni did this huge concert, like this super expensive concert at the Acropolis and filmed it and put it on PBS. And then it looked like watching him perform to this giant crowd at the Acropolis. It looked like, oh my gosh, who is this gigantic star? Oh. So he like flipped it. Like he did the big giant concert that you get to do when you're super famous first. And everybody went, oh, this guy's super famous. famous. And then he became super famous. Is that That's what, what happened? Avatar did? <laughs> Is it like that? I guess. It's like a I'm... wag the dog situation. Yeah. yeah. Is it? It's is a it faking a, the moon landing situation. Well, okay. <laughs> I mean, I I don't know. We're gonna tell you that a- we're gonna build the popularity of Avatar so that you assume everybody loved it. I don't. I mean, I don't. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. 
We're, we're not talking about big blue people today. I know. No, and, we, and, and I don't think we ever will. No, no I mean, we won't. Because I, no. I don't think that movie means anything to any of us. Other than the confusion <laughs> that surrounds confusion, it for me. Yeah, yeah confusion. Um, but and that and and this is just before we move on. If you like Avatar, that's fine. Like, no, yeah. no, of course, of we, course. We yeah, all absolutely. like weird stuff. Like, there's I, nothing wrong with it. I, just, I go to the mat for shock treatment. So, like, we all have our weird true. things. And Greece too. Yes. <laughs> so. I mean, I can. I mean, even this episode, I consistently bring weird, not very popular bands and movies and things to the to the the, the forefront. So, love what you love. I just I I feel like there's something broken in me that I don't get Avatar. I feel mm-hmm. like I've done something wrong. I have felt that way yeah. mine ever since the movie came out. <laughs> I have felt that way because like I go down with like the the Marvel stuff. Like I love it. Like you know, like I know it's popcorn cinema, but I love it. Mm-hmm. Like I keep up with it. Avatar is this weird blank space where I'm like, I know I should like this. Everything about me should like this. What's wrong with me that I don't? Yeah. I don't. I mean, I'm. I'm. I don't get it either. I don't get it. Oh, we're a bad Avatar uh, podcast. This is bad a very Avatar podcast. This is a bad Avatar podcast. This okay. is an offensive Avatar podcast. I know. <laughs> I don't want to offend people. If you, I mean, I. I don't I, either. Listen, I went to the world, whatever it's called, at Disney World, and I rode the ride. It's nice. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. The boat ride is kind of boring, but like most dark boat, ri- boat rides are, whatever. Okay. <laughs> Let's not, not talk people. about, huh? Not blue people. No. Not, not, not what we're talking about. What are we no, talking about? Uh, we're, we're talking about uh, the Ergs, exclamation point, um, which is a band that I, I mean, I guess they, they had a bit of a reunion, but um, they were part of my, my young collegiate years, and I love them very much. Um, you know, Tay, I had, I, I had not heard, well, with the exception of Hey Jealousy, I had not well, heard. Well, that's a cover. That's the, right. that's a cover. So. Yeah. <laughs> I had a moment, I was listening to all the songs and Hey Jealousy came on and I'm standing there like in the kitchen and I'm listening and I'm like, I've heard this one. Oh, wow. I didn't know they did this song. I've heard this. And then like, I stopped and went, Je- no, wait, wait, wait. This is Hey Jealousy. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a Gin Blossoms cover. They do a lot of, I mean, yeah. they've done a couple good covers uh-huh. so. Yeah, I didn't know that was a cover. Yeah, it's a good. I mean, they do a great cover yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah, they do. Well, that's why I thought uh, it was just that theirs. Um, yeah. Well, you that's one of the first songs that. I heard from them. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had. That, that song was huge. That stood out to me. Yeah, that song was huge back in our day. Um, it's a good song, but uh, but yeah, I had never heard their their music. I don't know how I missed that. Maybe just that. It's that time period. We get into that time period where I was in med school and my life just. I don't know, all of pop culture disappeared for me. Well, I feel like, you know, we had the unique experience of like when we were both high school age, like our music interests overlapped, you know, Mm -hmm. I tried to introduce you to the music I was into, you introduced me to music that you were into. And then when we both went our, our collegiate separate ways, like, there's a whole aftermath of music that, you know, you were... You were unfortunately not there for, and it, yeah. it is always surprising. I'm like, oh, this is a huge thing for me. How is this not a huge thing for you? I really, because I, in, yeah. in med school, I just re-listened to the same music over and over again to comfort me. Well, and I was a baby, so no one was showing me any cool music, so. Yeah, well, I don't I don't think you would have appreciated the Ergs when you were four. That's, that's fair. <laughs> or maybe you would have, honestly. Who knows? 
Honestly, I don't know. You it's were just pretty fun music. You were really yeah. deep into Veggie Tales, so that's true. <laughs> we don't need to. We don't need to talk about that. Once I figured out that was all Bible stories when I was way too old to not know those weren't Bible stories. It was a whole reflective experience for me. This is. I mean, this is only tangential, but apparently the the creator of Veggie Tales is pretty chill. So I think oh, I good. think that they were trying to do like. We're going to tell you Bible stories, but in a way that's okay. And you know yeah. what? Whatever. But he did. He, anyway. he, he tweeted something yeah. sort of in, insinuating that maybe Bob and Larry were trans. He He's not opposed to the idea that Bob yeah. and Larry were trans. Really? And to that, mm-hmm. I just say hats off to you, sir. Yeah. He, he opened the door for that, which was pretty cool. I didn't know that. Also, the song Where Is My Hairbrush is not religious. So, you know. Well, Madam Blueberry <laughs> is not religious, right? Like, no, that's Madam Bovary. Her. Is what that's oh. that's what play on the book Madame Bovary, which is definitely not religious. <laughs> oh no, it's not. Oh, I never knew that until this moment. Okay, I have a lot of anyway. deep diving to do into Veggie Tales after we're done. Um, <laughs> you, you can bring Veggie Tales to the table. In oh my god, <laughs> this episode's about me. All right? <laughs> yeah, we're talking about the ergs, not the veggies. Um, all right, well, just tell me what you've, you you all. I gave you a so we. I mentioned that um, uh, hindsight is twenty twenty. That's the album that I I gave you, but that's a bit of a like a collection album it's pretty long so i i gave sydney and riley a kind of redux of like a few of their hits and a few songs that i liked off that particular album so what, I wonder, what was it, I your wonder, takeaway yeah i always wonder when you say that, like when we do these which ones were because i don't know what the hits were the ones that stood out i loved pray for rain mm. that was one of the ones i really enjoyed yeah um and i really liked uh out on the interstate that was the other one. I mean, I liked a lot of them, mm. but those are two that stood out to me. But especially that Pray for the Rain. I went back and listened to that one again. Well, it, 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 it's a band that's like, I don't think they ever had any like big hits. Like they were never radio play, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't remember ever. I mean, I it's the kind of music that I could imagine I may have encountered in like certain clubs or bars, but it wouldn't have computed. You know what I mean? Like, well, I don't they, remember hearing it on the radio. Mm-hmm. They, they, I mean, they, they've been. Cons- I, I should say that, like, mm-hmm. all the members of this band, like, they, you know, became a band in high in in their high school years. Like, they've all gone on to do like other projects, and like, they've been consistently employed successfully in music for their entire adult life. Um, I mean, you can kind of like they're a few, maybe a few years older than me, but like they're around our age, Sydney. Mm-hmm. So like, they've had successful careers, but. They've never had that like mainstream kind of breakout, mm-hmm. which is you know. It, so it is interesting to just like talk about a band that's like I can't tell you what the radio hits were because I I gave you all songs that mean something to me, mm-hmm. but none of these are radio hits. You know that's interesting to me because I and I mean this in like the best way possible. When running, jumping, standing still started. I was getting into it and I was like, you know, this feels like a song that would have blown up as like the intro song for some like classic 90s movie. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like the vibes of it, just like the rhythm and like the sound. I was like, this sounds like something that people would get really into in that um, in that era as like a like a soundtrack song. Yeah, Um, it does. And I'm surprised to hear you say it wasn't like a like they, they weren't, you know, mainstream. I mean, they had, I think they, the, like they recorded like a song for Adult Swim. Like they were mm-hmm. out there, like they mm-hmm. did successful things, but like, it's just not like that. It's not that like Green Day level of like, right. everybody's bopping to this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, like their their cover of "Hey Jealousy" was a was a was a hit. Yeah, yeah. but that's a cover of a, a song, and yeah. I I like I like a lot of their personal songs more than that, as yeah. much as I love their cover. Yeah, yeah. No, well, and really- and it stood out. Like I it, once I remembered, like oh, I know the song. <laughs> Um, it's a yeah. different, it, it is a different flavor than I think their music is generally, at least from my, you know, the little bit that I've listened to. Mm. Um, um, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was just going to say, I really like stinking of whiskey blues. I know yeah. it's like a sad, like I look, I like looking at lyrics while I'm listening to new music. So I was looking at the lyrics as they're coming up. I was like, oh man, this is sad. But it was just like the intro of it because I listened to it in the order you sent us. So like running, jumping, standing still and pray for rain both have like a similar kind of vibe. But then the intro and the guitar started on Stinky of Whiskey Blues. I was like, oh, this is different. So I had to sit and listen. And then I heard the words start. And I was like, oh, no, <laughs> this is sad, but it's so good. Well, I mean, it's it's I don't know what to say other than it's relatable. Like the, these yeah. these this band. uh you know, there's there's a story attached. I don't know. I don't, I don't know when our break is. So like, I don't want to get into like the the like. Let me tell you why I love this band. If we got to well, do like an ad. <laughs> well, okay. This is, then that's the perfect lead <laughs> in. <laughs> that's that's. So what are we gonna do, Riley? We're gonna check the group message. I was giving you a let's check the group message look a second ago, and you didn't okay, pick okay, up good, on it. Good. So. All right. All right. So there you go. <laughs> uh, the new year is here. It is upon us. We're, what, 16 days into it as of this recording. Um, And maybe you are ready to make some big changes or you don't have to. You could just, you know, continue, carry on with your your routine. Um, Either way, you may be thinking it's about time I up my audio game. Um, I maybe like listening to podcasts, maybe like listening to books, maybe like just listening to some of the music that we talk about on the show. Um, But you need a good pair of wireless earbuds if you're going to do that. Because a lot of us listen to whether they're our, our podcast or our music or whatever on the go or out in the world or while we're doing all the other things we do in life. And um, Raycon has a great pair. I'm not going to say a good pair. A great pair of wireless earbuds for you to check out now in 2023. Um, it is premium audio at the perfect price point. Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever with customizable sound profiles, noise isolation, and awareness mode. Um, and the best thing the best thing about Raycon's earbuds for me personally are the optimized gel tips um, that make them the perfect fit. So they're not going to they're gonna feel good in your ears and they're also not gonna fall out, uh, which I don't know. I, I know that they're I'm not alone. I've heard that I'm not alone that um, other earbuds may fall out of my ears constantly like maybe on airplanes and then get lost in the seats and then I can't find them uh, but you're not going to have that problem with Raycon's optimized gel tips um, they're going to they're gonna give you the perfect fit and Raycon's are priced just right you get quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands so Taylor if our listeners want to check out Raycon's everyday earbuds what should they do? They should go to buyraycon.com slash buffering today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash buffering to score 50% off. Again, that's buyraycon.com slash buffering. All right. Now. Yes. (laughs) Taylor, you were about to tell us about what this band and this music mean to you. All right. So 
this is a band that crossed my path in college. Uh, they, they were playing around in New York at that time. And um, there were a couple, God, this is embarrassing, but it's the truth. There were a couple like cool punk dudes in my department. I, I went to school for cartooning and I knew they liked the band. And I, uh, I really wanted to have like dude friends. Cause I mean, you know, mm-hmm. as a trans person, you just, you don't understand why your, your receptors are broken. Like you don't get why, like, I would like to be friends with these people. I don't want to make out with them. I just feel like I would like that friendship and like everything about you appears wrong in that context. So like I would go to their shows. I went to a couple of shows and like there were cool dudes from my apartment or from my department in, in school that just like in, in their mind, I was just like a girl, but like an ugly girl that was way too into them. So I went to shows that they were at and it's like, no, I just, I, I, I wanted to be friends with you. Uh, so it's kind of tied to some, some bummer stuff, but uh, I like the music. And I mean, to me, any band that's like, a dude with a higher pitched voice that sings about being sad. I'm like, I relate to that. (laughs) (laughs) I never made friends with the other dudes in my department that like the ergs. They just thought I was a pathetic woman that was in love with them. And like, no, I just wanted to be bros, but whatever. It's fine. Well, I mean, it does not sound like you missed out on anything with those guys. <laughs> no, no, no. But I got the band out of it, which is fine. That's what I was going to say. I do yeah, like you got the, the band. band. Yeah. 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 You, I've, you I've took, done some poster artwork part. for them. Like, it's cool. Like, not directly, but like through other, I've, I've gotten to do some work for them, which is cool. That is cool. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. No, I think, well, thank you. I'm, I'm, thank you for sharing that. I know that's a painful yeah. thing to have to share. Um, well, you did take, that. you did take the best bit of that away from it though. <laughs> and I don't, I don't share it again for like sympathy reasons. I share it because if there are other young people that are confused about their gender and like, you know, I know what it feels like to be like, dude, I just want bros. I just want buddies. And everybody just thinks that I'm like, they only look at me in, in, in the way of like, can I make out with you or not? Cause that's the only way I process you. And like, what about friend though? Why isn't that a thing? Mm-hmm. And that's hard. I mean, that's hard. It, it's not about necessarily being trans. That's hard as women. That's a, that, that sucks for women to be viewed mm-hmm. that way. Sure, sure. It's a, I, I, it's I think a that's fun a viewpoint problem. that I get on things. Yeah, like it's like, you know, like I just, this is not about being trans. It just in my case, it was definitely about being trans. Yeah, no, I think I think that's a very relatable problem. It's something that I hope, like, I don't know because I am an old person now. I'm I'm not a young person in 2023, <laughs> but I would hope young people in 2023 are better at. I would think. I would hope with a more complex understanding of like, I don't know, friendships and gender and sexuality. The idea of approaching a group of people with the intent of friendship, regardless of everyone's gender, I would feel like would be easier. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, Riley, but you can it, speak to that. I can't. I don't know. <laughs> well, I just feel like I have somewhat of a skewed perception because one, my last couple of years of college, when I was meeting people, it was a pandemic, so I wasn't really meeting people. Yeah. And then I got to law school, which is like the weirdest combination of super, you know, accepting, kind, like open-minded people, 
but also like some super conservative people that you're like, why are you here? Why did you want to be here? So I don't, I, for the most part, yeah, I think that's true. But I do think that, um, at least in my experience, that vibe of like, you can't walk to up to a group of men without them wondering, like it, like Taylor said, if they can make out with you or not, like that's not totally gone. I just don't know if like it's as mm. common. Yeah, I, I feel like we, we maybe brought more issues to the table, but we didn't resolve our initial issues. And uh-huh. that's why I'm always like, like, I know that like transphobia and transmisogyny and all these things that there's a new problems, but we never just figured out old fashioned misogyny. So like, yeah, all, it all still matters. <laughs> like, sure. We didn't get better. We just recognize more problems. Honestly, Good old fashioned misogyny. You know, it's still is, there. That is, is one way. I mean, I'm very, I'm very analog in the way I look at things, and like, I like to talk to people in person, and be places out in the world physically with other humans. <laughs> this is, and I mean, I, that well, but I'm, I'm saying that because I do think there's like a generational divide there. I think that. <coughs> There are a lot of people who are like, I'm just fine with the Like, I can see you on the screen. <laughs> this is good. This is good enough for me. And I can turn you off when I'm done. <laughs> like, I do think there's a shift. Um, but maybe that's an advantage of, like, I assume as you're meeting people, those are things you can, like, uh, set profiles and things for. What are you looking for? I'm looking for friendship. And I'm, I'm not interested in anything else. And here's who I am. And here's what I'm into. Oh, Sid, and you can tell can you've you never been on a modern dating app. <laughs> Yeah, that's not that? how it works. No, oh. that's not how it works. Well, no, I, again, I think it's just, it's, though, no, I, I mean, we've recognized more problems. We never solved the old school problems. <laughs> yeah. That's where we're at. I would have Technically, thought, like, there's, an, there's an app where you can pick either you want, like, romantic relationships or friends or, like, yeah. networking. But in my experience, there's always someone who's just going to infiltrate all the, all the places. You can't so. just have, like, a buddy setting? I'm just looking for buddies. I mean, you can have one, but the question is, are the, <laughs> the other the people like, actually me. just looking for buddies? I, I don't. I, the look I'm giving you is because I don't. If we're talking specifically about dating apps, I don't. I, I, as a I trans person, it's a nightmare scape. It's uh, I am either a woman or somebody's fetish and it's not good. I just meant gen- I don't know. I just meant generally on the internet. I thought maybe the internet could solve that problem. No, the internet's not. No. What are what? <laughs> have you met the internet? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, it's worse. I I understand. Uh, okay, the music though. The music. The music. Back yeah. to the music. Um, I I loved the Ergs, and this is something I've had a lot uh, a problem with a lot in in punk music, where I hear the music and I listen to it, and I think the people that like this should we should get along, and then I meet the people that like it. And they suck. And, you know, it's even like when we were talking about Against Me, which like, like, mm-hmm. like that, like, that was a hugely impactful thing. But the people that loved Against Me also, I mean, when, when Lara Jane Grace came out as trans, there was like a certain element in the punk scene, which was like, what? Mm-hmm. No, like, th- we don't like punk no. by, by origin should be a little a little fruity, a little, a little like accepting. Like that's the whole idea behind it. It's like, we're different. We don't care how you're different. We're just accepting. And like, you don't punk crowds, punk scenes, the visibility of it 
is different than the music. And this is one of those bands where, like, the music means something to me. The crowd is kind of awful. Oh, uh, okay. So this, this it, you are that? saying that the audience for this band is one of those? No, no, I just, like, that's my, that was my experience, was, like, yeah. I... I hear these songs and I'm like, I relate to a lot of it. Like it's, you know, I mean, it is what it is. Like it's, there's a lot of songs about being sad and being bummed out, but also trying to be upbeat. Like the fact that the music is upbeat, but the Mm -hmm. lyrics are kind of bummed. Yeah. I relate to that exact dynamic because I think that's my dynamic. (laughs) I'm always trying to be cool while I'm also expressing I'm in pain, but let me make a joke about it. And I relate to that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. And when people make music that is very relatable, it there will be it, you create a big tent. <laughs> and yeah, that's that there. That's sometimes that's a plus and a minus, right? Because sometimes you look around that tent and go, "Who's in here with me?" Well, as, a, like, as a Jimmy Buffett fan, I've had that moment <laughs> many times in my life. I've looked yeah. around and gone, "Whoa, whoa, you're in here with me." <laughs> well, it's one of those things where you think that, like, I'm in, uh, yeah, like I, I've. I've gotten into something that's like we all agree, like we like this because they're they're talking about being like, you know, like uh, like up upbeat, but like also there's like a lot of pain and like I'm different, I'm weird, I'm not ex- like accepted, and then it's also like, but we've imposed strict social rules on if you feel accepted or not in our mm-hmm. intense punk scene, and I that's gotcha. a bummer. <laughs> yeah. Like if you don't look like us and you don't have the same genitals as us, you don't belong. It's like yeah. oh okay. I don't think the band would agree with that, but you've decided that. Right. I definitely remember that vibe, especially back in the day when it came to like punk shows and stuff. Not that I went to a lot of them um, in Huntington, but like what what passed for punk shows in Huntington. Um, there was definitely that kind of feel, you know, like you're only yeah. I was only welcome if I was there as like a girlfriend. Right. Like, mm-hmm. oh, that's nice. You brought your girlfriend. <laughs> Can she hang? <laughs> you know, it was definitely yeah. that vibe. Um, but I, but like, I appreciated too. I was thinking about like the songs that I like. I was looking at the lyrics too, because I do that too. And um, <clears throat> in the um, in the one song that I like, "Pray for Rain," there's a he. They use the line "regrettably inform me." I think that's really cool. To, <laughs> who does that in a punk song? You'll regrettably inform me. <laughs> Well, and that's yeah, I, that's what I walk. I think that's so cool. Well, and the the Eric's like they're 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 smart. They were a smart band. Like they mm-hmm. made a point. Like they even had like I forget what it said. Like Xerox. <laughs> this is, this is like had a, like a a joke about Xerox your genitals, not your not the Ramones. Where it's like punk should sound different. Like you should mm-hmm. make that's what punk should be. You should make your own unique sound. And that's what I related to because I, I also love the Ramones. But like I felt like they sounded different they yeah they made a point of like being a little nerdy and a little intellectual and like hanging out how kind of pathetic they were willing to be on on the line which i related to mm-hmm. i related to all things to this band i just didn't share their gender and i don't think the band would care it's just that i felt like i was segmented from their crowd because of that yeah i I know what you're saying. I mean, I would say that in the early days, like going to Weezer concerts, I had, yeah, there yeah. was a similar vibe. Like I went and it it would be hard for me to understand because 
I, it was that time period. I was dressed like everybody else. Like, it was the moment of skinny jeans and Chuck Taylors, clever t-shirts, glasses. Like, I was there with them in that moment. Like, I was, I was one of you, but I wasn't. And I remember going to concerts and feeling that, like, this is for these, this is for these guys with me. I'm glad I get to be here, but this is not for me. Like I, and I don't think, I don't think Rivers Cuomo felt that way. You know what I mean? Like I don't think <laughs> Rivers had my back. I think Rivers would have defended my right to to rock out to Weezer. Um, but and you know, it, it's a funny contrast too because Tay, you and I went to that Weezer concert not too long ago, and I didn't feel like that then, even with the sort of like, like. 80s rock undertones that Rivers is now bringing to the party, which is even more masculine and could be more, you know, like a a, a barrier. Mm-hmm. But you know what? There's an element there that, like, and I what what city city's talking about is what was that super hella mega fest? Yeah, I like I I I, I got us tickets. I mean, I just bought tickets in like I don't know a post COVID haze. It was an outdoor event. It was safe, mm-hmm. but yeah. Um, it was a lot. It was Green Day. It was Weezer. It was supposed. To, what was the the band that <laughs> Fall Out Boy? Fallout Fall Boy got COVID. That's I who think. got COVID. Yeah. 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 Um, but as I watch some of the bands I love age, like I know I was right in loving them. Like Weezer, Green Day. Like even I mean the Ergs. Like they're still out there doing stuff. They've they've done reunions. Like I don't doubt the music. It's kind of like the the American Psycho thing where like you or the Fight Club thing where like a bunch of dudes see the wrong things in something and it kind of ruins the art where you're like, I don't mm-hmm. think this was the art to begin with. Like, mm. I, I don't know. I, I, it makes me, it made me really happy to see like, you know, like Rivers Cuomo, like that, that's a band that kind of got raked over the coals for not being cool when they were supposed to be cool. Mm-hmm. And they just kept being weird. And mm-hmm. they kept being unapproachable. And I love that. And Green Day kind of did the same thing. Like, we want to mm-hmm. make musicals. And, and I get that our audience doesn't like this right now or it's going to call us lame. But, like, we're going to do it. I love that. And I don't, I never feel, I don't feel I'm wrong in my taste. I feel like it's the crowd that I've got to fight against. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the thing with art. Everybody's going to bring their own stuff to it and interpret it their own way. For better or for worse. Punk's always been a little. It's about been. It's about being vulnerable. It's about being the outsider. It's about being rejected. It's about being a a, a little different. And anybody that tries to oppose being the same over top of it ruins it. Mm-hmm. And the crowds do that, but the bands don't. Yeah, it's interesting though. I was thinking about that because I was thinking about my experience at shows and with bands I like and artists I like, and I feel like I've just been what the music I naturally gravitate towards doesn't have that kind of crowd like i feel like just as a woman people like expect me to like oh well of course you're gonna like taylor swift or whatever like that's not like this isn't for you but you also get the same treatment of like they don't want you there in their circles in their crowds that they think are for them but if you're in a crowd that they think you should be in then it's like oh you're not cool you don't have actual taste you don't of like of course art. you like that like yeah of course you like that you're a woman like it's just like a judgment of like what you do like but they also don't want you to like what they like because they don't want you in in what they think is theirs 
you know what i mean like it's like you can't you can't win it's like you can't outwardly (laughs) like anything because it's like either it's lame or you don't deserve it it's not for you i think i think taylor it's kind of what you that that's exactly what you were hitting on with like we we have new problems that maybe we're we're facing but we're, we're still not solving the old ones we've talked a lot about this show on this show about when you're a young woman especially everything you like is criticized yeah mm-hmm. if you like the stuff that girls like it's criticized if you like the stuff that boys like it's criticized mm-hmm. you can't win because whatever you like it's the wrong thing I, I mean there is an element of that that probably is still i would imagine still true today mm-hmm. it is and that's i, I you know i i don't have a a, a it's not a better perspective. It's just a specific perspective of being somebody that was in the closet as a, a trans masculine person through a lot of my youth. Like you really, you, you, it's just a unique perspective where I'm like, you know, I know I, I feel very, it, it's embarrassing for me to recount that. Like I got to know this band because I wanted dudes that I knew not, not to date me. I wanted them to be my friends. Mm-hmm. And I was only ever processed in their minds as a woman. And the thing is, it's not about like, but I'm a dude. It's like, no, a, a woman shouldn't be processed that way. If a sure. girl had had those same experiences and just wanted to be a friend, she should have been processed as a human. So I can't, it, it's less about like, but I was trans all along. And more like, why are women treated this way? Why was I locked out of a scene that I related to so hardcore? And I mean, again, like, that's why Large and Grace coming out with Against Me, like, meant so much. She was like, okay, this was for me. And I knew it all along, and it was always for me. Mm-hmm. And I mean, not that, like, like I still, I love the Ergs. I love this band. But, like, why was I locked out of punk because of my anatomy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, and why Why is anyone out of anything, yeah. you know? Why, why? Why is that part of any of the calculations we do when we let... When we, I don't even know how we let people enjoy things, but I guess we do let people enjoy things. But well, you know. I mean, I was, I was like, not. I mean, it was not that long ago. It was less than a decade ago that you know I went to a punk show with a a a a, a friend who is a woman, and we got the chant. No, I don't. I don't think we can even say this on the show, but a word that rhymes with pit. No, this word in the pit. Oh. Oh. Ew. Yeah. <sighs> Ew. That's, uh, I don't even, that's, who comes up with stuff like this and thinks they're clever? The, the, the wrong kind, the, 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 the crap, some dudes rock, some dudes suck. The dudes yeah. that suck come up with that. I love Ugh. dudes. I, I, I am one, but man, the worst kind of dudes come up with that. Yeah. Black. well all of this to say that if you like avatar (laughs) (laughs) we are (laughs) we are not criticizing no i'm kidding (laughs) we we love you and celebrate whoever you are your love of those big blue beautiful people Let, let 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 the love the music the scene sometimes sucks because the scene gets homogenized often. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm still you glad. I'm still glad you got this this band. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's the, I I, you, I, yeah. I feel like I have to wrestle to bands I love away from the the, the certain elements, but mm. it's fine. 
Well, and I don't I, even know. Maybe they wouldn't agree with me. Maybe they 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 don't like people like me. Who knows? Uh, I don't know them personally. I've I've again I've done some posters for them, but through third parties. So who knows? It, it, but. It, Unless we know otherwise, we won't we won't assume the worst. And it's music that I related to as a young mm-hmm. person. I I appreciated a man singing in a, a higher tone about being sad and feeling lonely. Uh, it it felt right for me. So I appreciate this band. Well, okay. and I appreciate you uh, sharing it with us. I enjoyed. Yeah, thank you. For I enjoyed what it. we listened to, and um, mm-hmm. I, I I'm surprised, like I said, that I hadn't encountered it sooner. But I'm glad I did now. Mm-hmm. Well, um, Riley, yes. What's um, next? So I also want to talk about music next, um, but I was inspired by a new song that has blown up recently. It just came out like two days ago by Miley Cyrus called Flowers because it's got this whole drama e backstory and obviously i've been a miley cyrus fan since she was um best friends with hannah montana because they're obviously two separate people Mm -hmm. um but since then so they have different color hair right right and different names so they can't be the same person they can't be the same person um but yeah (laughs) i want to talk about miley cyrus because i think she's always been prevalent and i really like her music so all right well, next week we'll take a talk about Miley Cyrus. Um, in the meantime, where where can our listeners find all of the Erg's music? I mean, I know you sent us a Spotify playlist. I assume Spotify. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely on Spotify. But mm-hmm. you should also just buy their albums, their LPs, their, that stuff if you want to support them. And I think yeah. they're on. I think that they they had a reunion, so they might be playing shows out. I don't know. I'm old and I don't leave my house, uh, but. Find the Ergs. They're good. They, they also have like a lot of like spinoff bands. Like I know I love the Nightbirds. That's that's a uh, mm-hmm. one of their after projects. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank awesome. you, Tay. Thank you, listeners. Um, you should go to maximumfun.org for a lot of other podcasts you would enjoy. Uh, you can tweet at us at stillbuff. You can email us at stillbuffery@maximumfun.org. And thank you to the Novellas for our theme song, "Baby Change Your Mind." This has been your cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I'm Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy. And I'm Taylor Smith. I am still buffering. And And I I am too. We should go to a show. (laughs) And a show? Yeah, if they're doing shows, we should go to a show. I've been to a show in a long time. You know, I, I would like that. This week on Bullseye, Tom Hanks, as you've never heard him before, mad. You moron. Thank you for the use of the turn signal. Way to use your blinker, idiot. That's Bullseye for MaximumFun.org and NPR. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.